We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS MLB podcast, Wednesday edition, folks. Hi there, baseball fans. I'm Paul Bruno, and I'm joined once again by John McKechnie, who worked with me all year long last year on baseball and football pods, and we had a great time, John. We're b- I'm sure we're both very happy to be back, reunited yeah. for your lis- the listening pleasure of our uh, fan base, and we hope that we can come up with our best recommendations for FanDuel rosters for Wednesday's games. We're sure going to give it a shot. Our plan is to go through each position, highlighting various players at different price ranges who could be great plays in today's games. And before we get going, I'll invite you to follow me at Stats, Paul Bruno at Statsman22, and you can follow John at Johnny McKex. Partner, it's been a long while since we last worked together. How you been? I know we've been uh, kind of depriving the listeners of, of this power <laughs> duo on the Rotowire podcast, but uh, I'm glad we, we kind of got the band back together in time for, for baseball to get started. Everything's been good on my end. Enjoyed the college hoop season, enjoyed the end of the college football season, but I'm just ready that baseball's back and, you know, spring and summer are right here, right around the corner. So, and it's good to be back working with you too, Paul. So uh, how's everything been on your end? It's been fabulous. I've, I've really learned a lot during the basketball season. It was, it's the one sport that I know less about in terms of the four majors, but I did podcast with my son, actually, uh, and we're stu- doing our last one on Friday. Dan and I have had a great time doing it, but hey, baseball season is back. We're going wall-to-wall with uh, five uh, pods, one each day, ne- beginning next week, put, up, put on by our Rotowire friends. You and I get to do Hump Day every week, and I'll look forward to that every Wednesday uh, at around this time. We'll, we'll put it up on the site about 1 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern Standard Time when we record uh, earlier in the day. And uh, today, John, we're going to take a look at the schedule. There's one game that's been postponed. There's two early afternoon games. So we're going to take a look at the remaining 12 games. Why don't you take our listeners through the first six starts on the docket today? Okay, getting us started, we got the Marlins going to the Nationals. That'll be Dan Straley on the bump for the Marlins going against uh, Washington Tanner Roark. That's a 7.05 start. Then moving up the 95 corridor, we got the Blue Jays and J.A. Happ going to Baltimore against Dylan Bundy. That's an also a 7.05 start. Then down to the trop, we got Tampa Bay hosting the Yankees. That's Alex Cobb going against New York's Michael Pineda. And then up in Boston, we got Chris Sale making his Red Sox debut, going against the youngster 
very promising pitcher for the Pirates, Jamison Tyon. That's a 7-10 start. Then moving out to the Great American Ballpark, we got Brandon Finnegan in the Reds hosting Jared Eikhoff in the Phillies. And then we got Bartolo Colon making his triumphant return to City Field to face uh, his former teammates, the New York Mets, and Jacob deGrom will be opposing him on the hill there. Yeah, the biggest line in that early set of games is uh, looking like DeGrom and the Mets over Cologne, uh, minus 191 favorite. All the rest are pretty much even, well, a little more even than that. Chris Sale and the, the Red Sox, a heavier favorite of minus 175. Tanner Rourke, minus 157. But otherwise, you're looking at 115 to 130 there. Uh, in the later games, uh, 8 o'clock, the Indians travel to Texas. A good matchup there, two very good lineups. Uh, the homestanding club. We'll throw Cole Camels against Danny Salazar, and uh, there's a narrow line there, a minus 105 and uh, eight and a half over under for the eight o'clock start. The Mariners will uh, use James Paxton in Philadelphia against Charlie Morton. That game starts at 8:10. The Rockies with Tyler Chatwood travel to Milwaukee, and Willie Peralta will oppose uh, him at 8:10. The Giants will throw Matt Moore in Arizona against Taiwan Walker for a 9.40 start. The LA Angels will throw uh, Garrett Richards, another narrow line, at Oakland against Jarrell Cotton, a 10.05 start. And then finally, the Padres will throw Trevor Cahill at the Dodgers and Rich Hill, the biggest line on the night, John, a minus 240 in favor of the Dodgers. The over-under set at 7 for that 10-10 start. The game that's been postponed is the Tigers and the White Sox, and for our purposes here today, we'll ignore the early starts because we won't get this thing up on the site in, in time to right. help our listeners with those games. All right, let's get into it, partner. Beginning with our starting pitchers, let's take a look at the top end of the FanDuel board from, say, Chris Sale at 11400 down to Tanner Rourke at $8,600. Who do you like in this range, John? Uh, let's see. I mean, Chris Sale is, is obviously a, an excellent choice here. He's the highest price pitcher on the board with good reason, but he's sitting at 11,400. And for me, that that's a bit rich when, when there are so many other pitchers that you want to take advantage of tonight, uh, with, with more expensive hitters. So I'm going to go a, l- a little bit cheaper here. I'm going to go Jacob deGrom. As you mentioned, that's one of the, uh, he's pitching for the Mets tonight. One of the heavier favorites on the slate here. And he was so sharp at home last year. I think he was sitting at around 211 ERA last year at City Field and 199 the year before. So he's obviously very comfortable pitching there. Uh, so I'm big on DeGrom tonight uh, to build around. Uh, but I also like Rich Hill going against the Padres. I don't think you can go wrong there. I am c- probably staying away from the um, Rangers and uh, Indians exactly, pitchers, both Hamilton sure, and Salazar. Sure. I think both those offenses are just so red hot. I like both those pitchers individually. I just think it's a dangerous environment down in Texas. I think the, the ball is going to be flying out again. I mean, we saw what jo- Joey Gallo's home run looked like last night. So uh, I'm staying away from those two pitchers in yeah. this tier. I'll go, uh, I'll go with Carrot Richards in this group, John. He's got a good track record against current Oakland hitters in a in a smallish sample size, but you got to grasp at some early numbers from somewhere early on. There's not much to choose from there mathematically, but uh, I, I like the fact that the Angels are our favorite in this game too they got a pretty deep lineup as everybody knows with trout and company there so richards with that combination i think is the guy that i like in this group more than any i I agree with you staying away from the texas cleveland matchup makes total sense to me there's a lot of guys on both sides who have hammered uh, each of these respective pitchers even though they're quality hurlers so definitely i'm staying away from that one maybe maybe we find our value in the next group john where we look at a guy like a j hap at at 8400 i know you know, you and I are rivals when it comes to the ALE, 
East, and it's Toronto-Baltimore. You got the first serve in the other day. But right. a, a good matchup today with Hap, uh, who's of interest to me. But what do you think about this group from, say, 8,400 down to Taiwan Walker at 7,500? Well, Hap, I felt like he always kind of gave the Orioles fits last year whenever he faced them. Um, so I, I do like his chances here tonight. And he's sitting at 8400 which is a pretty uh, reasonable price. But you do also have to remember that some of Baltimore's best hitters are hitting from the right side of the plate. you got your Machados, your Jones, Scope, Trumbo, uh, those guys. So... And even Trey Mancini, he might draw into the lineup, but I don't think he's available on the player on uh, in the field here. Unfortunately, I kind of liked him as a value play tonight. But Hap, I'm I'm sort of just so so on for the evening. Uh, Matt Moore, I, I don't like because I, that Arizona offense does scare me, and that that park does scare me. Um, I like Ikoff a little bit from from this tier. Honestly, uh, you know, obviously Philly's not a very trendy. Uh, team right now but the Reds are just kind of a mess I think that the, the Phillies should be able to to get the win here and I think you know obviously that gives Eikhoff, uh the bump in points there so I like him a little bit from this tier yeah and I'll throw out uh, the name of Alex Cobb in a matchup against the Yankees a divisional matchup uh, I, I give I give Tampa a shot here today because the Yankees I don't like this team this year I, I think they're going to be a distant last in the AL East and oh, wow. I'll, I'll anger some some fans who are listening to this show early on but hey that's part of part and partial of what we do too we we make friends we make enemies but we we get out there and give <laughs> hot takes. the truth man we get hot takes in, the, in there once in a while johnny what can i say gotta so, have them <laughs> i'll throw that out there what about in the bottom tier john anybody that leaps out in this group for you uh i i think you know you, you can only go so deep down into the well as far as your starting pitchers <laughs> are concerned um you know i love i love the talent that tyon brings to the table here uh but the red sox lineup i mean it's so intimidating from from one to nine pretty much so i would avoid that another guy uh going back up a little bit tyler chatwood uh he was kind of notable for having one of the best road eras in baseball last year uh, obviously when you get to pitch away from cores good things can happen if you're a Rockies pitcher but going against the the Brewers the Brewers seem to be connecting pretty well right now so even though Chatwood had a pretty sterling track record on the road last year that might kind of tempt people to throw him into their lineup at 7600 I'm probably avoiding him as well yeah typical of the guys in this range I'll highlight Dan Straley who helped me in a media league that I entered for the first time and I won it all last year he had a there you he, go he was very lucky last year all the all the peripheral uh, stats suggest so so I think he comes down to earth and it begins with a tough day at the office against Washington that's just symptomatic of what you'll see at the bottom of the pitching and I think the value here is in the mid-range uh, in the in the area of Rourke and Happ and Richards maybe I think one of those three will find their way into my starting lineup John and uh, before we go on too much further though uh, it's time to give a nod to FanDuel before before we get to the position players and uh, baseball fans the wait is over it, baseball is back which means FanDuel is back and it's better than ever FanDuel is a fantasy baseball for everyday fans. There's new contests starting every day. No busted seasons. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and compete against each other. And uh, new this year, they've upgraded the experience. And, John, you and I are going to be happy with this part. Late swap contests. You can edit your players right up to the start time of their individual games. There's no more worrying about a late lineup scratch or a sudden storm. Non-late swap contests are still available, too. And updated scoring, quality starts factor in, and they were added so your pitchers will have more control over their own performance and really add some juice to uh, the right picks here. Friends mode, John, maybe you and I got to create a league for our friends. Uh, choose the days that you can play each week. Con 
contests will be created automatically, plus a leaderboard will keep track of how you all stack up against one another. John, you and I are going to get into our individual lineup picks a little bit later on, but maybe you have a tip in terms of how you go about setting your lineup. What do you, what do you look for first? Well, obviously, the, the way that the board kind of plays out every, every single slate, uh, you need to you need to get the most that you possibly can out of your pitcher, and sometimes you're able to do that by mining some value. Um, but sometimes you just need to need to you know kind of not overthink things. Like uh, on Monday on opening day, if you went for a guy like Kershaw, or, or on Sunday you went for Bumgarner, and he you know racks up 11 strikeouts. Although he I guess he didn't get the win thanks to uh, Mark Melanson, and the expensive new closer there. Too bad but, his offense didn't kick account for that. <laughs> oh, I know. Jeez, I mean, and that second one was an absolute bomb. I mean, that was that was extremely impressive. He's ridiculous. But um, after after that, I think it's always good to to pick on a, a pitcher that you find uh, to, that matches up the worst. So today you'll kind of find a common theme in, in, in the sense that I really like the Dodgers hitters today, yeah. especially their left-handed hitters uh, going against a guy like Cahill. I think Cahill's going to struggle a lot today. So I think you know, kind of finding the weakest pitcher on the slate and then getting who you find can get you the most profit as far as you, your own starting pitcher. I think those are the two kind of building blocks. Um, and then if you can, if you can kind of have one main stack and then one kind of mini stack of like two guys that hit next to each other in the lineup uh, with another favorable matchup, I think that always can also uh, send you in the right direction. Yeah, for me, I look at the, the where these guys hit in the lineup and I concentrate on the guys that are one to five, let's say. I don't like to pick anybody outside that range in any batting right. order. And so that really is an impactful thing for me because you want the, t the guys to get in your lineup to get more at bats and particularly with a chance to get guys who will, are the run producers at the plate as much as possible. So for me, that's where I'm looking at. In any case, we're going to throw throw back and forth to, to provide hi tips during the course of the season. But we remind you to have all the fantasy that fa baseball has to offer. FanDuel, be sports rich, folks. Sign up today. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. In fact, there's a special offer for new users. Deposit today and you'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription plus five free entries up to $50 in value to try to a variety of sports on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash RW. All right, partner, let's get into our position-by-position position picks, starting with the top tier of catchers. Let's take it from, say, uh, 3,400 at the very top to down to 2,900. Who do you like in this group and why? Well, we've got, we've got Gary Sanchez down at 3,400. We've got Buster Posey at 33, Lou Croy, and Matt Wieters, and Stephen Vogt here. Um, Sanchez is the most interesting one to me of this group because he, he's a guy that, you know, when he's, when he's on, he could easily be worth close to 4000 But he's 0 for 10 to start, and he's looked pretty lost throughout in those first two games for the Yankees. So that that's a little bit concerning. So, you know, I, I could understand uh, some people thinking, uh, well, you know, he, he's not going to be 0 for forever. You know, he's, he's going to bust out at some point and why not against Cobb? But I just am not – I'm going to wait and see on Gary Sanchez. I am I have him in one of my season-long leagues, and, you know, I'm, I'm already sweating a little bit on that one. Um, so if you want to go for, for one of the higher-priced options here, um, I wouldn't mind vote. Stephen Vogt going against a, a right-hander, you know, in the sense that he he does tend to get on base at a pretty solid clip, and uh, you know, as I mentioned, he if it was a left-hander, you'd want to avoid Vogt at all costs. But against a righty, uh, he's certainly a guy that that's worth consideration. It's not a high upside play by any means, but that that guy can you know hit, 
get on base there, and I think that's enough to, to maybe warrant fitting into the lineup, and then Luke Roy is obviously a nice play yeah, every time. I, he's the guy that I like in this range, John. Maybe it's my loyalty to another guy who helped me out in my fantasy leagues a lot last year. He emerged as one of the top ca- players at this position on both sides of the ball, and really in the middle of that Texas lineup, we told you stay away from the pitchers. There's a reason why. Both these offenses are loaded, and in terms of Luke Roy, I, I'm sure he's going to fit in in the middle of the lineup, right where I like him in the sweet spot, 3-4-5 uh, hitter, so uh, I'm all over that pick at $3,000. I think it's a great value for a guy who has a lot of pop and uh, re- really is surrounded by a lot of talent there in the middle of that group. Let's take it down a notch to the to the guys that include your your favorite, your new favorite catcher, Wellington Castillo in Baltimore uh, at 2800 along with Gaddis and on down to say $2,500. There's a few names in here obviously recognizable and uh, maybe some good value too. Who do you like? Uh, I, I do like Castillo going against the left-hander. I think that that's always something to, to consider there. And obviously, Camden Yards, a hitter's park. Uh, Gaddis uh, going against a hard-throwing lefty. We could see some ridiculous exit velocity speeds coming <laughs> off of Gaddis's bat it, You know, if he's able to connect on one of those high 90s fastballs. Um, I do like Grandall a lot yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, uh, why don't you get into Grandall? I mean, obviously, he's a guy that, that homered from both sides of the plate the other day. Very impressive. And then I do like your guy, Russell Martin, as well, just because of his on-base capabilities. So he builds up your floor a little bit at the mid-range catcher. A- absolutely, John. You know what? you got to look for the hot stick, too, sometimes. And that's why Yasmany Grandel jumps off the page to me. He had a great year uh, last year offensively and looks like he's picking up right where you left off in terms of that extra base power with the two knocks. And uh, you mentioned Russell Martin. You took two names that I was looking at in this range. A little bit lower than that, I look at Brian McCann. Year after year, this guy just puts up the numbers. One of the top power bats at the catcher position. So uh, you you look for that. It's kind of feast or famine at the uh, behind the dish. Uh, I find offensively once you get past the top tier. So why not go for the guy who can hit uh, home runs more often than some of the other guys that are in this price price point. So uh, McCann makes some good sense for me as well. What about any uh, lightning strikes? Let's call them in terms of fantasy play. Uh, these could be really good tournament choices. I guess if we get the right guy below the twenty five hundred dollar mark. Anybody down there at all for you, John? I do have a couple guys, and I wanted to touch back on McCann quick. Uh, the fact that he's going against a lefty might might mean that he's out of the lineup tonight, um, but we'll, we'll have to see. But in general, definitely in agreement with you on McCann. Uh, he's just a very solid uh, guy that, you know, there's a reason he has, you know, so many Silver Slugger awards at the catcher position. But as far as these, as these kind of darts are concerned, I do like uh, Cameron Rupp of Philadelphia yep. going against Brandon Finnegan. Right. And I... In in my lineup, I have Mike Zanino going against Charlie Morton. Uh, both of those guys are at twenty four hundred. Mike Z, obviously, uh, you know the epitome of feast or famine. But I mean, uh, when he connects, man, it, it's gone. So uh, I'll, I'll I'm willing to roll the dice on him a little bit and and save some money at the catcher spot so I can load up elsewhere. Yeah, and I'll add the name of Nick Hundley if he gets the chance to p- go behind the plate. If Posey gets first base, me might be a guy you throw out there at twenty four hundred dollars. Again, that could be a very high-scoring game uh, in Arizona. Okay, let's move over to first base. There's tremendous power at the top of this group, John. So why don't we focus a little bit on the three guys over the 4,000 mark, Joey Votto, Edwin Encarnacion, Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, you know, Goldschmidt uh, got his first home run of the year on Tuesday here, and he's going against 
a left-hander, I believe, in Matt Moore. So that that sets up pretty well, you know, if you're thinking about paying up big time uh, at at your first base spot. And obviously, Goldschmidt is a guy that with uncommon base speed for for a first baseman. You know, over 30 steals last season. So not only are you getting ridiculous power upside in, in a in a powerful lineup, but you're also getting you know the potential for stolen bases or extra bases. So uh, of this group, I probably like Goldschmidt the best. But I mean, you can certainly make your case for Encarnacion or Votto. And I'll make the case for Double E. It, it still grinds me that I still grinds <laughs> me that the Jays did not re-sign this guy. A total mess up in the offseason between agent and team, and uh, he should be a Blue Jay still. But look where he winds up in in the middle of one of the most potent offenses in, in baseball. And I said it to you before we started. I don't see how Cleveland doesn't make it to the World Series this year. I'll make that early hot take. It's not so hot. Everybody expects his team to win close to 100 games, but Double oh, yeah. E already launched one. He faces Cole Hamels. He's owned Hamels in the in the head-to-head matchup in their sample size, and uh, I just think he's got a chance for a monster season, and he might contribute to that today at $4,100. But don't sleep on Joey Votto or or Goldschmidt. Both these guys are pros, pros. Uh, maybe Votto gets a, my second nod here in terms of a silver medal in this group just because uh, of the matchup he faces against Eikhoff. So uh, I'll go with uh, Encarnacion first, Votto second, and Goldschmidt third if I have to rank them. John, let's uh-huh. go Let's go from 3,600 down to 3,000. There's about seven names in this group. Also some guys worth mentioning. Uh, starting with Freddie Freeman, who's the, who's the top price of this, of this little tier here, uh, I, I don't understand why he's why he's quite that high. I mean, it, Freddie Freeman is a very solid player, but I don't think he's the fourth uh, with that matchup going against Degrom at City Field. I don't I don't see where the, there's a whole lot of room for profit here. I, and I certainly could be wrong, but I, I just I, I don't see it. Uh, I'd much take much rather take a guy like Carlos Santana uh, checking in at 3,500. You know, playing in Texas. Or a guy, or a guy like Hanley Ramirez, yeah. probably going to get going against Tyon yeah. at thirty four hundred. If you if you want to go for this mid tier, yeah, I love the pick, uh, the call on Ramirez uh, at home uh, in Boston. He had a great year offensively last year. This park is really suited for a guy who's pretty much a dead pull hitter, and uh, that left field wall not too far away. So I think he tattoos it uh, this season, maybe even tonight. Uh, so uh, he would be my pick in this range, John. And also, I wouldn't sleep on a guy like Mark Reynolds, who seems to have found a, a bit of a resurgence in his li- in his baseball career now that he's in Colorado. Uh, when he gets home, it'll suit him. But Milwaukee's a pretty good hitter's haven as well. So two guys in this range, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna fade Chris Davis today just because of the lefty yep. on lefty matchup. Yep. Absolutely. So let's let's make that call. It's not a pick, a shot ac- across your bow, partner. It's just one that oh, no. kind of makes some sense to me. It's a scientific fact. He and can't hit lefties. There you go. <laughs> I mean, he can barely hit right except when he does it's gone yeah well kind of like trumbo the other day against grilly and we talked about that one before we went there let's go <laughs> to the first baseman john uh below the three thousand mark there's a couple of names here that might be worth mentioning as well uh, i i really you know uh, i do like the the pickup of kendry morales mm-hmm. for for the blue jays i think it, the orioles broadcast was really talking about it a lot on monday how they kind of expect him to kind of Phil Edwin Encarnacion's shoes. It's going to be hard to do that, but Kendry's a, a guy with 30-plus home run potential. Uh, going against a guy in Bundy who uh, was occasionally shaky this spring, so I could definitely see where if you wanted to go uh, sub-3,000 at your first base spot, uh, Kendry would definitely be a guy to consider. 
Well, and I'm going to counter with Adrian Gonzalez. When you look at the math against Trevor Cahill, it's one of the better lines in terms of a decent amount of plate appearances. He's had 30 at-bats against him, hit 12 times, including six extra base knocks with 10 ribbies. That's, that's pretty good numbers across the board, an OPS of 1.25. So he's going to find his way into my lineup. I'll tip my hand a little bit in that matchup. Sometimes you've got to go with a head-to-head deal when it's a significant number of at-bats, and 30 to me qualifies. So I yes. like Gonzalez in this range at $2,800. Dollars could return some value. I'm a little wary of uh, of a couple other guys just because of the ballpark situation. Thinking of Albert Pujols in Oakland. I mean, if he gets a hold of one, fine. But otherwise, a pretty spacious park and uh, a lot of fly balls die out there. So maybe I sleep on him tonight. And uh, I, I'd take my chances with Gonzalez in this range for sure over some of the rest of the guys too. Uh, John, let's let's go down. Uh, any other value names you want to mention? Maybe Eric Thames might be worth a bit of a talk since he, he's come back to the baseball in the major leagues. He's had a fab- fabulous time in Japan rehabilitating his career and just putting up some uh, fantasy numbers uh, that, are, that are off the charts. But I don't know how he fares this season in Milwaukee. I wonder if we see a guy who comes back to earth and maybe takes some time to really find his game back in the major leagues. Well, I think I think if he draws into the lineup here, uh, he does have that that power potential, and and uh, you know he's he's hitting in a he'll be hitting in a pretty comfortable part of the lineup going against you know like we mentioned earlier a guy in Chatwood who pitches well on the road, but this is Miller Park we're talking about here, so I could I could see where Thames is in is due for a nice day here in the optimizer. I will say I'm I'm probably not using Thames, or at least he's not in my first lineup that I that I've put together. But uh, the optimizer does love Eric Thames today, so I, I could see where he makes some sense. And then I did find Trey Mancini, so uh, he's also uh, available. He's stra- strapping right-handed hitter uh, for the Orioles, going against a lefty. So at 2,400, if you're kind of semi-punting your first base option, uh, I think you could do worse than Mancini. All right, let's move over to the keystone position at second base. Uh, Jose Altuve leading the the list there at $4,000. Let's take a look at him on down to, say, Robbie Cano and uh, Brad Miller at uh, 3100 and 3200 respectively. Uh, you, you know, Altuve is a guy that that's you, I can never blame you for putting in, him into your lineup. But at 4000 I think I'm going to spread my money around a little bit differently today, especially at the, at the second base position. I think that second base, traditionally, you and I have always been able to find some value there. So I, I'm probably not going with the, with the tippy-top option here. I, I like a guy like Cano uh, tonight going against Morton, uh, especially because Morton, the right-hander, uh, I think Cano could be a guy, you know, at 3,200. That just see, that just screams like very low to me. Um, does it? Is there anyone else from this tier? Obviously, Rugnet Odor is yeah. red hot right now. Does yeah. he jump out to you the most? You know what he does, and I'll even mention his name, Rugnet Odor. After two years of the Jays playing playing these guys as patsies in the playoffs, I don't mind him as much as I once did. Uh, so <laughs> I'll mention his name. <laughs> and and in that powerful Texas lineup, another guy that makes sense against Danny, Danny Salazar, who's not, not got the most deceptive delivery in the world, I'll say. So I think he might make some make the most sense in this range for me. Maybe you can make a case also for Daniel Murphy, who through a portion of last season went through so, uh, a time when he was just making a mockery of the major leagues in, in terms of a hitting streak that was just off the charts. So uh, maybe he, he starts off hot again and uh, gets gets Washington in gear early on this season. So two guys that I might be looking at uh, as part of my lineups early on. Uh, let's go to the top end of the, let's say, 2,500 to 3,000. Uh, John, Ryan Schimp and D Gordon at $3,000 on down to... Uh, Danny Espinosa and Jonathan Shoup 
at twenty five hundred bucks. Well, Schimpf hit a home run off of Clayton Kershaw, so I think <laughs> you know even if we don't use him today, he deserves all the credit in the world for that. Schimpf is like one of the strangest players in Major League Baseball. Uh, I mean, it seems like he. He, he really is extra base hits or, or nothing. It's 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 fascinating to look at to take like a dive into his numbers. But I think right here in this case, I like DJ LeMahieu at twenty nine hundred. Yeah. I like him a lot, and I'm uh, you'll see later in the show I pair him with another Rocky um, to to form a little bit of a mini stack against against the Brewers here. I think twenty nine hundred just strikes me as a bit low for a guy like that a Colorado hitter hitting very high in the order going against Milwaukee with with you know less than ideal pitching situation um, and Kipnis at 2800 I think is also uh, a really really nice deal here so I think there's a lot to be gained from the, from this lower uh, or mid-tier at second base for today's slate yeah I love the Kipnis call uh, John he's central to the uh, setting the table in Cleveland and be, uh, behind him you got the big boppers so I really like him for $2,800 against Hamels this is a uh, one of the better bets, I think, uh, in this section of the board. I'm going to also bring up the name of Josh Harrison. He gets to face Chris Sale. And you know what I've said about uh, left-handers in Boston? Well, we saw it all year long with David Price. That's where lefties go to die, my friend. And <laughs> and so Sale, I know he's got all the pedigree in the world as one of the top lefties uh, in the last uh, five years, ten years uh, that we've ever seen. But uh, he hasn't pitched it regularly in Boston. So we'll see how that goes. And I think he gets a real test today from a, a lineup in Pittsburgh that can offer up some pretty good boppers from the right side. So I'll mention that as well. Uh, what about any value plays below $2,500, John? You didn't mention Jonathan Shoup. Uh, I like him against Hap today, actually. And uh, maybe some other guys in this range that you like. It, down here, it, it's it, it's a little bit wonky to me. I mean, your guy, Devin Travis, uh, could be a solid play. Starlin Castro, always kind of underrated. Scooter Jeanette as well. But uh, I don't think I'm really – I don't see the need to dip below 2,500 here because I think you're able to find something between 25 and 29 that, that is more than viable. So, you know, guys that I like maybe more than the ones that are north of 3,000 here today. So I'm not deep, d- digging too deep into the bargain bin at second base today, but uh, do you have anybody that, that kind of stands out to you? Well, I was looking – and 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 I ag- kind of agree with you, but if I have to come up with a name, I will, and I'll say that Travis is the guy. Uh, I, he's a top of the order uh, prospect in Toronto. They want to really see him succeed, and so I think he's got an early shot to get a lot of plate appearances, and that might translate in some, into some points if this offense gets on track. And they have a good shot today. Uh, you're not throwing your best hurdler uh, against my squad, so so maybe this is a spot where I put Travis in the lineup and hope for for the best. I also make the case for Starling Castro, who is going to be a, a top of the order guy for the Yankees even though I'm down on them a little bit as a team Castro is a guy he's a pro's pro and and I think in in the right spot in the order he's also a guy that can get a lot of appearances so you want if you're going to spend in this territory you want to get guys who are in the top half of the batting order and that's two candidates that I can identify uh, right now Uh, at the third base position John let's take it to the top of the board we got some big boppers here including both the guys that we uh, like uh, in our respective lineups, uh, Machado and Donaldson, but above them, Nolan Arenado. What say you about these three guys? And maybe we'll throw in Justin Turner, a guy who has got a lot of eyeballs on him in Los Angeles this year. I think as far as just sheer production tonight, I'd probably give the lean to to Arenado. I think he's a threat to to go for multi-home runs on a given night. Uh, Machado and Donaldson both, 
obviously great, great top-end uh, third basemen that are certainly worthy of their price tags for tonight. But for me, I'm going to go with Justin Turner. I think he's a guy that, you know, obviously – we're we're kind of we kind of talked about targeting the left-handed bats in the Dodgers lineup, but he's he's kind of a famously a reverse split guy that that hits righties uh, a little bit better than he hits lefties actually. So uh, you kind of feel confident that that uh, you know the the handedness difference doesn't factor in here. So at 3700, I like Turner a lot. I think he's a guy that that uh, could easily go for go for uh multiple extra base hits plus i think that lineup is going to be turning over a bunch and that means some some runs from justin turner so i like him the most out of this tier because he you know he's the least expensive and he's got some serious upside yeah i'm gonna give a nod to your guy machado he pulled off a fabulous fielding play the other day from, <laughs> from almost parallel to the ground on the ground through unbelievable the ball. great play at first base uh he's the guy that i fear most out of the the uh, Orioles lineup when the, they face the Jays and today he gets that righty lefty advantage and he's the one guy that I think uh, Hap is going to have to be very very careful with in that matchup so uh, I might uh, find a way to put him into one of my lineups tonight too uh, in that matchup let's go take a look at the next tier John there's also some quality from 3500 down to 3000 a bunch of names here and I want you to touch on a couple of them uh, the, we got the the other Seeger brother, Kyle Seeger, who's you know really an excellent player in his own right. Uh, he's going against Houston, so I like him okay at 3,500. Uh, probably not going to have too much exposure to him though. Honestly, uh, I do like Longoria. Uh, I think he's he's off to a great start, and he's a guy that's always uh, sort of underappreciated. Um, and I know that you kind of echo that sentiment yeah. for, from last year. He was yeah. kind of uh, if we were to kind of uh, compile all of our lineups. I think Longoria as your third baseman would probably be uh, the top of the uh, top no of the question. list. No question. That that and Miggy. Um, but uh, I also like Jake Lamb at twenty nine hundred. Yeah, uh, from this group. I'm going to say Alex Bregman is a guy that I'm going to be keeping an eye on. He had a terrible start to his major league career, but once he once he started to hit, yeah, he famously, he yeah, didn't, he didn't that. stop. And uh, and uh, he's in the middle of a potent Houston offense, so I, I like him in this range. Beltre, you mentioned, one of my favorites in fan, fan duel play. So I like those two guys. If we dip down, of course, Longo gets a look for me. Uh, but beyond that, is there anybody in, in uh, sub-3000 that you want to also, also touch on? I did want to circle back on the fact that Lamb will be facing a lefty, so right. probably probably staying off of him. Uh, Jose Reyes going against Bartolo Colon could be okay, I suppose. Uh, Chase Headley, I, I've noticed, has been off to a pretty solid start this year, and he's been beating shifts, uh, you know, like it's his job. Uh, and he had a quote last night saying, "If you're going to give me a free hit, I'm just going to take it until you play me true." Right. So, you know, if that's it, you know, it's not a it's not a trendy pick whatsoever. It's Chase Headley. You get what you get. But if he's a guy that that's getting on base several times a game, that it's certainly worth the twenty five hundred dollar price tag. Also, you know, Escobar, a guy that sets the table for for an Angels lineup that you know has Mike Trout hitting two spots behind him and Cole Calhoun uh, batting second usually. So, uh, I don't love you know Escobar's. Uh, upside per se as far as extra base hits and stuff but if if he's able to get on base uh you definitely like the idea of of calhoun or trout being able to to push him across so i think you could do a lot worse than either of those two guys from this sub 3000 tier and uh the uh, one of the better utility b- ball players in the major leagues brock hold is the guy i'll give a nod to in the boston lineup if he finds a play uh, 
a way into that group. They're important of top to bottom, so he, he might just be guilty by association at $2,500. And then Yanger V. Solarte off to a pretty fine start for San Diego. And uh, sometimes this early on, I look for a hot stick at this price point, and at $2,500, he sure fits the bill. John, let's go over to the shortstops, but uh, at the top of the order here, we've got Carlos Correa, Corey Seager, Trey Turner, and uh, Trevor Story, uh, along with Francis Francisco Lindor. Let's stop at Bogarts, who is at $3,500. So six names there. Uh, what say you about them? I think you need to pay up at shortstop today. I think right. that, that these price tags are, are too favorable, uh, especially with the matchups added in here. We got uh, Correa going against a lefty. We got Seager going against a righty. So I think both those guys are certainly in play here. I think I give a slight... Uh, edge to Seager because I think he's facing a worse pitcher than Correa is, a and he's at and he's at home. I guess they're both at home. And I mean, did you see Correa's home run from the other day? It was yeah, just, just oh, crazy. Geez. Oh my God! And then uh, Trey Turner at thirty seven hundred. It just feels like you know the draft helium from from season long <laughs> drafts. It seems like thirty seven hundred is low for him. He's a guy that that sort of if you were to put Fanduel prices into a into a season long context. He'd be well over $4,000, it seems like. So, I mean, he's a guy that you can definitely uh, profit from tonight. Obviously, just ridiculous base stealing. Uh, you, you know, if he draws a walk or gets a single, he's a threat to, to steal two bases and, and then get a run. Uh, and that's just absolutely uh, unique in, in this format here. And that, that's, that gives you such an advantage. Uh, he might be very highly owned. That'd be my, my one concern if you're playing in tournaments. But, I mean, I think any of those top three especially uh, are – are must plays today. Yeah, and I'll throw Xander Bogarts into the mix there too. It looks like I'm mentioning a lot of Boston names. I won't do that when they play Gross. the Jays. I'll tell you that. But <laughs> but uh, Bogarts is an MVP candidate again uh, for me at $3,500. I'm astounded at this low price tag for what this guy brings to the table uh, in the middle of that offense as well. He's kind of the guy that really fires up that engine and and uh, could be like I said a real strong MVP candidate. So I'll add his name into the mix that you brought out. Let's go to the uh, range from $3,200 down to, say, 28 John. There's about six or seven names in here, including Tulewitzki, Gra uh, Galvis, and Cozart. Any of those guys or other players are you looking at? I'd probably give this the, the the lean to either Cozart or Andrews, but I, I'm not over you know overly uh, confident in either of these guys. I'm not big on this tier. Uh, there, there's one guy that I'll get into in, in the bargain bin, but from, from this group, Cozart or Andrews would, would probably be my picks, but I, I'm not going to have heavy exposure to anyone from this tier at shortstop, probably. Yeah, the only one that maybe jumps out at me is Gene Segura. I'm wondering how well, how this guy will fare in Seattle, but he's surrounded by some pretty good bats near the top of this lineup, and if he gets on base, a threat to go as well. So uh, they might be the only name that I throw out. I'm a little in a quandary about Troy Tulowitzki. Where has the consistency gone here? Uh, I didn't right. see it much of last year, and he's off to a bit of a sluggish start uh, in the spring training and that I've seen and, and didn't look great in opening day. So I'm wondering about that guy, uh, $2,800. He's got to be in the mid-threes for the Jays to be a, a good team this year. And he's not there right now, so that's a telltale sign for me that has me a little concerned. What sure. about anybody else in this bargain bin range, John, as you mentioned? I think I always find that, that the Giants infielders are always kind of criminally 
underappreciated for fantasy purposes. I think Brandon Crawford kind of fits the bill right. here. He's he's sitting at 2,400, draws a lefty-righty matchup in, in a very uh, hitter-friendly ballpark here. So if you want to kind of steer away from that from that top tier of, of shortstops and kind of uh, set yourself apart as far as the way your lineup is constructed, I think Crawford would be my absolute pick from the cheaper shortstops. And I'll say, I'll add Didi Gregorius' name into the mix. You know, when he was traded to the Yankees about a year and a half ago, I was thinking, why on earth would they go after this guy? He can't hit a lick. But it, oh, since, right. he, since he's gone to the Yankees, he's become a hitter. Uh, I don't know what it is about that shortstop position. Uh, made G, made Jeter uh, look pretty good anyway, or maybe it was the other way around. Jeter made it <laughs> left uh, sprinkle dust uh, in the infield there and, and it rubbed mm-hmm. off on Gregorius. So he's a guy, until he slows down, uh, I think he's a guy that I'm on early on this season uh, a guy who factors into what little offense I should see on a consistent basis out of the Yankees. Another knock against them. That's two in this show. Right on. John, like it's, it. in addition to FanDuel, we now have a second sponsor for our pods for the next couple of weeks, and that's pristineauction.com. I've taken a look at this site for a long while now. They have daily auctions ending nightly with hundreds of lots. There's tons of stuff for the man cave, always something perfect for the fan of any team. If authenticity is an issue for you, it sure is for me. It's very important. We, they guarantee authenticity, and all items come with an authentication from only the most trusted of sources. Affordability also an issue. Most people don't think they can afford this stuff, but I can tell you firsthand it becomes more, much more affordable than you think when you start to really think about what is at play. Uh, I'll remind you, it's P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-Auction.com. And I'll also mention there's a few things online today that I took a look at before we went to air. And in terms of uh, really some of the greats of the games across the spectrum, a Walter Payton signed Bears custom frame display, $157. That includes a jersey, folks. And most football jerseys would come, might wow. cost around 100 bucks just by themselves. But you get a Walter Payton in a frame. That's a pretty good deal. And in terms of baseball fans, well, uh, Nolan Ryan signed Rangers jersey, 189 bucks. Uh, pretty good deal there, too. Uh, Dak Prescott, of course, my new favorite quarterback in football, uh, signed jersey there, custom framed for $187. My birthday just passed, so it's too late for this year, but maybe you want to save up and get me that, or maybe hide it in your basement for a year and then throw it at me next year. Not going to say anything, but maybe I will. (laughs) So that's a few of the options there on the the board at pristineauction.com. And uh, there's tons to see there. It's quick and free and easy to register, free to bid, and you only pay when you win. Lastly, I'll encourage our listeners, please, to go to the How Did You Hear About Us section of their site when you register. There's rotowires there in the drop-down. Do us a favor and tell them we sent you, and uh, hopefully you have a lot of fun looking around at what's available there. All right, John, let's go to the outfield and take a look at the top end of the board there where we see some some of the other big names in baseball, of course. You've got the Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, Mookie Betts, Charlie Blockman. Let's take a look at that quartet over $4,000. Do you blow your brains out here on any of these guys? I mean, the, you know, obviously the, this is a situation where you, you can't go wrong with any of them. You got Trout going against Cotton, uh, Bryce Harper at home uh, against the Marlins. He always just absolutely destroys the Marlins, checking in at 4600 and then Mookie Betts at 4500 But my problem with these guys and, and building your lineup is that that, that really – kind of limits your, your stack ability yeah. Yeah. Uh, um so that that kind of threw me through a loop and that's why i went with the f- the fourth guy down the list uh with charlie blackman because like i mentioned earlier you got dj lemayhew so i think you know we could see a, a pairing of blackman leading off and lemayhew batting second uh going against wiley peralta i really really like that uh just as a as a mini stack that's actually you know when, when you think about it you're, you're spending 
less than 7,000 between these two guys for hitting at the top of the lineup. I, I really think that's a really strong pairing. So that's that's the way I'm leaning uh, tonight. But obviously, you know, if you have some extra money sp- left over and, and you can afford to just kind of throw one t- top-tier guy in, uh, I'd probably go with Harper just because he, you know, Trout, he's hitting at the A's ballpark. It's, it's not as hitter-friendly. Right. And, you know, the, the weather out there right now kind of isn't conducive to the ball flying out as much. John, you hit on all my talking points, so I'll just say oh, ditto, ditto goes for me, and that's awesome. That's fine. We'll get through the show quicker. That's no problem. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got the next tier, George Springer at the top with 3900 down to $3,600 where we see Carlos McGonzalez. What say you about this group? Uh, definitely couldn't, couldn't blame anyone for going the cargo route here. Uh, among among this tier, uh, Nelson Cruz always obviously yeah. a very solid player. Off to a bit of a sluggish start by his standards. Only 1.5 Fanduel points per game through the first two games. Obviously, that's too too small of a sample size. And you know, it's Nelson Cruz. It's it's gonna it's gonna work out at some point. But it's 3,800. Uh, so and he's going against a righty. Uh, so not necessarily getting the platoon advantage there. Uh, does anyone else from this tier kind of stand out to you? Well, it's like the top tier for me, John. If you can close your eyes and throw a dart at, at these names, you won't be disappointed with anybody. I love Cruz, as you know, one of my favorite favorite plays in Fan, uh, FanDuel whenever I get a chance to fit him in. Just a pro's pro who really grinds out every at-bat, doesn't take them off. Uh, Trumbo got his home run for this series. I don't think he does anything today. I'll say that. So right. uh, so we'll, we'll sleep on him in this range for me. Uh, Starling Marte, another guy who I think could take can, t- take advantage of the lefty matchup, even though it is Chris Sale. And uh, Ryan Braun, also a pro's pro as a hitter. So like I said, I, I, I really could close my eyes and, and pick any of these guys and feel pretty good about the selection. Geo Satin maybe. Uh, maybe a guy that I like the most of all of them because of the numbers that he's put up against Rourke in their history though so maybe I'll say he's my guy in this group John let's go down below the 3500 mark 3500 on down to uh, 3000 what do you say about this grouping that's a lot of players let's see I love Benintendi the most I would say uh draws a platoon advantage against a, a, a pitcher that, you know, I, as I've mentioned before in the show, have high hopes for. But Benintendi is, is a guy that's hitting in the top third of, of a ridiculous Boston Red Sox lineup. He already went yard the other day, absolutely crushed one. Uh, so 3,300, I think that's pretty much too good to pass up on if you can afford him, you know, it, provided that you haven't, you know, kind of stacked up your lineup elsewhere. I think uh, you could do a lot worse than Benintendi at 3,300 tonight. He's He he screams out to me the most of anyone from this tier. Well, I'm going to talk about two guys in the game that you and I are going to be watching most uh, closely tonight. I'm going to say on both sides of the ball, there's a good player to pick. I'm going to say Adam Jones against the lefty Hap could be another guy that I fear in the Baltimore lineup. In their history, they've faced each other 33 times. Uh, Jones has taken him yard once and batted only 250, but I just fear the lefty-righty matchup against Adam Jones, I think, is a guy who's going to have a big year for the Orioles, and I think he has a chance to put, pad some of those numbers today. On the other side of the ball, your general manager said you want, he wanted nothing to do with Jose Bautista in an Orioles uniform. I think he's going to rue that today. I think Jose, <laughs> Jose, Jose busts out and sends a message before they leave town, and, and he factors into a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be a, a real knockdown, drag-him-out affair maybe a 10-9 effort, uh, kind of just like their season series last year. Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> oh, jeez. Right. You, you, you've been sitting on that one all freaking show. <laughs> 3-0 fastball, and he knocks it up. <laughs> oh, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, what about any bargain values in the 3,000 or down below that? Well, your guy that used to be my guy, Steve Pierce, uh, obviously he's a guy that just 
just sits there, waits for a fastball, and just drives it the other way. So he's a guy that that is, uh, you know, I don't think the the ceiling is particularly high. I mean, he does have some pop, but I don't think his arm is at 100%. So I think that takes away a bit of his power stroke. But he's a guy that can definitely get on base a few times. Kevin Kiermeyer is a guy also that at 3,000 uh, certainly has the ability to, to kind of break out offensively. We've already seen what he's able to do as a defender. I think he's probably my favorite uh, center fielder to watch in the game right now. Um, but as far as beneath 3,000, I have two names to throw out. I have Conforto going against Bartolo Colon. We got a lefty-righty matchup right. there. He's at 2,700. So you got, you'll got you have to make sure that he draws into the lineup, but provided that he does, I really like that. And then Leonis Martin at 2,800. He, he does hit in the bottom third of the order, but you know you got to make some sacrifices somewhere to your lineup, and I think Martin fits the bill on a lefty-righty matchup there uh, in, in a lineup that I think is, is a little bit scarier than some people are giving it credit for. Well, you mentioned the lefty-righty thing. I'm going to mention two power bats down in this range that uh, I'll be looking at in some National League baseball, and that's Curtis Granderson against Cologne at $2,800. That one is a, a pretty good uh, matchup for me in favoring Granderson. And I'll say Yasiel Puig, the enigmatic outfielder for Los Angeles. I think he shows up today against Morton, I think, is starting there for for San Diego. So, uh, Cahill. Uh, Cahill, sorry. and uh, yeah. Sorry, Cahill. And he's a guy who's a very hittable guy. So I, I like the fact that uh, we got two power bats uh, to, against two very hittable pitchers in this range, John. So I'll close out our analysis of the position by position with those two names. Which brings us to the Rotowire lineup optimizer. Now, I've enjoyed this thing for all other sports and going to be fun for me to try it out for baseball. John, why don't you take us through what the optimizer spits out for today's lineups? All right. Uh, let's see here. All right. Starting us off, we, we're going to have Rich Hill going against the Padres. Obviously, that, that the optimizer likes Rich Hill's win probability there a lot. Cameron Rupp at catcher. You know, you're saving some money there. And, and you're also getting the platoon advantage. you got to watch out for the weather there. It's been a little bit uh, rainy in the Midwest recently. Obviously, we saw that with, with uh, how Chicago or with the White Sox start to their series. And it was a pretty gray day out in Cincinnati the other day for opening day. Eric Thames uh, at first base. Altuve. Joey Gallo, who obviously just hit a, an absolute rocket. One of the furthest home runs we'll see all season uh, already last night at third base. Uh, checking in at 2,500. Trey Turner at 3,700, filling your shortstop role. Uh, and then for the outfield, they like a pair of, of Pittsburgh outfielders. We got Starling Marte at 3,800, McCutcheon at 3,300. And then rounding it out is going to be Lorenzo Cain at 3,300. So that's a pretty nice balanced lineup. It's got some good power uh, potential with, with Thames and Gallo, but it's also got a lot of runs and, and steal uh, possibilities there with, with your guys like Turner and Marte. John, what about your lineup? We've had a chance to go through each position, and we've heard what the optimizer has to say. Now it's time for us to put our money where our mouth is. All right, I'm going to go with Jacob deGrom to start off with. And then, as I mentioned earlier in the show, Mike Zanino sort of punting at catcher for today, but uh, that'll probably be a common theme uh, throughout our podcast this season. Generally, I just don't really feel the need to pay up there when I can pay up elsewhere and feel a lot safer about getting uh, return on the investment there. And then the start of my Dodgers stack, Adrian Gonzalez at first base, and then DJ LeMahieu at second, Justin Turner at third, Corey Seager at short. So I, I you know, I'm, I'm kind of counting on the, the Gonzalez, Turner, Seager, all to be potentially hitting next to each other in the lineup against a guy like Cahill. So I, I think that that 
will hope that my lineup kind of hinges on that, but I, I think hopefully that'll pay off there. And then going to my outfield, I have Conforto uh, at 2,700, Charlie Blackman at 4,000, pairing him with LeMayhew uh, out at Miller Park, and then Leonis Martin at 2,800. And I will counter, John. I'm going to shoot another one across the bow here, I'm afraid. J.A. Happ is going to be my starting pitcher against your right club. Uh, $8,400. It's your funeral. Yeah, well, we'll see. One of us is <laughs> going to be happy at the end of the day. Could you imagine? You, you've up 2 nothing after two games. I'd really be uh, glad that we're doing this show before the game tonight anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'll put my money on Happ, uh, not at the highest end of the spectrum here, but I, I think i got to give him a shot to repeat uh, the success he had last year until he proves me wrong. Just a guy that, since he had that stint in Pittsburgh, uh, or uh, before he came to Toronto, he's become a real good pitcher, and he'll need to be against a, a pretty fired-up uh, Baltimore offense. Uh, Yasmany Grandel goes behind the plate for me. How can you not take this guy? I'm sure you would have grabbed him, John, if I didn't get first pick here. Sure. And uh, 2800 bucks for a hot stick right out of the chute. He's already had a two-homer game, and I'll take him in, in the game tonight between the Dodgers and the Padres. Then I'll also continue with uh, that game, focusing on Adrian Gonzalez. I mentioned the head-to-head matchup. Sometimes when you haven't got current numbers to go on, you go on the history, and the history favors Gonzalez in the batter versus pitcher deal here. Then I'll mention this guy one more time again, Rugnet Udur, public enemy number one in Toronto for a while. But, uh, hey, if, if we keep knocking these guys around in the playoffs, who cares? And, right. Uh, so at $3,500 in the middle of that power-laden lineup, it could be ex- an explosive game given the pitching matchup. And uh, Rugi will get uh, his share of at-bats with uh, runners in scoring position. I also mentioned Alex Bregman, a guy who, once he started hitting, didn't stop, like I said before. And he's uh, also a part of the uh, uh, post-potent Houston lineup. And for $3,400, I think that's a great price point for him. Xander Bogarts, talk about a great price point for an MVP candidate. $3,500 at home against Pittsburgh, against Jamison Tallon. Another fine matchup there. Geo Stanton, a power stick, who has a pretty good matchup against his uh, opposing hurler, Tanner Roark at $3,600 there. And then uh, beyond that, it's Adam Jones and Jose Bautista going head-to-head. We already already talked about them earlier to round out my squad. John, boy, it was uh, great to get back talking baseball with you. And uh, around here, the sun is shining, Toronto, good weather, and baseball is back. How, How can we not be thrilled with all that? Yeah, we get. I mean, this is opening week of the baseball season is always one of the most exciting times of the year. Uh, I'm so excited to get back on this podcast with you. So every Wednesday we're going to be churning out uh, these shows. I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully, you know, we don't we don't get out of the starting blocks a la Gary Sanchez. Hopefully, we're not (laughs) 0 for 10 on our picks tonight. So, although I am feeling pretty good about it, I think we both did our homework. Uh, this time around, I think, uh, you know, if our listeners take heed to even a couple of our lineup picks, uh, it should work out. Well, I, I like to think we brought it just like, like we did every week last year uh, in right. both the pods that we did, uh, football and baseball, and uh, looking forward to partnering up with you again, John. So there you have it for John McKechnie, who's a great follow, at Johnny McKex. I'm Paul Bruno, who you can follow at Statsman22, and we wish you good luck with all your FanDuel picks. Come back to listen to our pods on a daily basis to get an edge on the competition. So long, everybody. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? 
go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.